Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. God has given us unlimited treasures in his word. Every time we open it, we can discover a new treasure or admire an old one. What will we find today? Let's dig in. Here's Carla Early with Treasure Hunt in the Word. Jesus did so many unexpected things. I imagine the disciples never knew what he would do next. He just wasn't predictable. He was always catching them off guard. One of my favorite stories is in Matthew 17, 24-27. Jesus and his disciples had just arrived in Capernaum. There were some guys there collecting taxes for the temple. This tax wasn't for the Romans, so these weren't regular tax collectors like Matthew or Zacchaeus. They were men from the temple in Jerusalem collecting a tax that God had commanded back in Exodus 30. Each man, aged 20 and older, was to pay half a shekel for the upkeep of the temple. So these guys come up to Peter and ask, Doesn't your teacher pay the temple tax? Apparently, Jesus hadn't yet, and neither had Peter. They probably asked Peter because Jesus was staying in his house, and he was therefore responsible for it. Probably wondering where he was going to get the money, Peter told the tax man, Yes, he does. Then he went inside. But before he could say anything to Jesus about it, Jesus, knowing his thoughts, asked a question. Now, usually when Jesus asks a question, that means he's trying to teach them something. He asked, What do you think, Simon? From who do the kings of the world take taxes? From their sons or from strangers? Peter answered, From strangers. Jesus said, Then the sons are free. Rabbis and priests were exempt from this tax. And Jesus, as the Son of God, whom the priest worked for, shouldn't have to pay, right? The temple was his house, after all. The priests worshipped him and sacrificed to him. So Peter, at this point, might have thought, Ugh, I guess I should have said no. But the thing was, Peter knew that Jesus was the Son of God. And Jesus knew that he was the Son of God. But the tax guys did not know that Jesus was the Son of God. So Jesus said, Lest we offend them, go to the sea, cast in a hook, and take the fish that comes up first. And when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and you. Jesus gave up his rights so as not to offend others. Likely, Jesus didn't have any money, so this personal little miracle would pay for both of them. What I find interesting here is that Jesus met Peter's need in a way that he understood best, fishing. If Peter had been a farmer, Jesus might have told him to go dig up an onion and slice it open and find a coin. Or if he'd been a shepherd, he might have said, go lick in a certain sheep's ear. But Peter was a fisherman, and I bet he'd never found a coin in a fish's mouth before. But the one fish God directed to get caught would have that shekel in its mouth that would be the right amount to pay for both of them. And then the fish could be dinner. When my family moved one time, we had trouble selling our former house. But God gave my husband a substantial Christmas bonus at work that covered the payments. When we moved the next time, in the middle of a housing crisis, when you'd think it would take forever to sell a house, and many in our neighborhood have been up for sale for over a year, God had our house sell in 13 days. 
I know that it was just to confirm that he had called us to leave and approved of our obedience even in the midst of some objections from other family members. Has the Lord ever done anything like that for you? A personal little miracle that was just for you to build your faith and make you say, Wow, God, thanks, and prove his love and care for you? You can contact us at treasurehuntintheword at gmail.com. We'd love to hear the treasures God has given you through his word. You can listen to other episodes at our website, which you can find in the description below. Thanks for listening, and remember, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also.